turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Welcome in, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. National Ice Cream Day is this Sunday, and I stop and I go, who has a job representing the National Ice Cream Day? Who, who puts that together? Who puts out the press releases? That'd be a good job to have. Discounts and freebies from all your favorite scoop locations. Baskin-Robbins, Carvel, Dairy Queen, McDonald's. Cool. I like freebies. There's things you pay for and there's things that are free. This show, free if you're paying for the electricity to run your device. You can find the show at iTunes or Spotify. Um, Apple's got a little button on their phone called Podcast, and you can listen to it whenever you want. I listen to podcasts now to the point that hmm, maybe two or three a week, of which I watch zero television. I watch no TV shows right now. I guess I'm waiting for the next Game of Thrones or something to come along. So help feed the beast, please. Oh, friends and family, it's a good show for them. Let's talk about the child tax credit. It's starting to arrive. You're starting to see happy people in commercials, whether it be on Facebook or your email, uh, some television spots, the child tax credit. And Joe Biden, I'm pro. Uh, let's see. How do I say this? I'm pro child. No, I'm not going to say that. Um, that's a no brainer. I hate children. Rob Black hates children. He hates little people. Little people who drool, especially. Um, anytime you give families money to take care of their children, especially if you help with getting a parent to work because they need two jobs to support one family household, it's kind of a winner for me. I know you're saying that sounds like a government handout. Go get a better job. Some people are probably saying that. And I say, yeah, let's use some government money to create – a person having a job creating more government money with taxes. It doesn't equal a zero. I, I know it doesn't equal out. But that's the type of stimulus I like. Stimulus like infrastructure spending where we're building new roads. And I'm in the process of a move right now. And 101 is one of the most embarrassing roads in this country. <clears throat> Only worse, 880. And then you get into like the city roads, like 19. And it's horrific. And if you're trying to like take a... a box of plates like one of them's gonna break it's gonna it's gonna break and then i have to go out and buy new plates it takes me a long time a lot of gasoline's consumed time is money gasoline is money i like infrastructure especially because you put that blue collar guy down the road who you've never talked to to work and so he's taking care of his family there's good government spending there's bad government i'm not necessarily good for the pentagon toilet that costs seven hundred dollars or a new joint fighter strike control. And my dad was in the military. I've got the most awesome picture I'm packing right now of my dad in a tank in Vietnam. 
He was bad ass. He was a bad man. He had two tours. One where he was an intelligence, basically counting how many bodies equals how many bullets. And another where he was a tank commander. So anytime I see a tank movie, and I think the classic war one right now might be Fury. Um, I know, I know that's World War II. And I know, I know it's pretty boy Brad Pitt. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But I don't, I'm like, hey kids, my dad was Brad Pitt. And my kids are like, what? He was Brad Pitt? He was married to Angelina Jolie? <laughs> okay, okay, it's lost on you. I get it. But the, the child tax credit is of note today because we're watching it a little bit more and more and more and we go government spending and we get a little pissed off. We get a little worked up. We get a little bit uh, passionate. You know what's happening with the child tax credit right now? People are running commercials trying to scam your money. So be very, very careful. Um, I got a phone call the other day that was just brilliant. Um, it said your Amazon.com packages will not be delivered because your credit card's been uh, used in the state of Texas. And it was clearly a phishing scam. They're trying to get me to call back. But it was really, really well done. You know how sometimes you can spot the bad grammar in the emails? Sometimes you can spot the um, like 25-second connection time on a phone call. And you're like, this doesn't sound right. But had I got on on the line with them, it was the next thing we were going to do was say, you know, we have to spend $100 to deactivate your account right now. Um, otherwise, they just spent $5,000 and you're going to be on the but, – and that's the scam. You're like, $100 or $5,000. I don't want to lose five, but they didn't, they didn't – so anyway, be cautious. Sadly, Americans take advantage of other Americans. And what's the worst of it is anytime there's a big hurricane like a Hurricane Sandy, first thing people do, scammers, is they go out and register HurricaneSandyReliefFund.com. And if it was a legit organization, it would be HurricaneSandyReliefFund.org. But a lot of Americans don't take the time to figure that out. Um, we're just a sad nation that takes advantage of other people. So every now and then when I see someone do something great, I'm stoked. <clears throat> um, Subway is doing a big push right now about tuna. And again, this is, a, this is a show I think it has a lot with brands. It has a lot with marketing. It has a lot to do with technology. Um, how to succeed and how to see what those are, what they are. In the first hour, I talked about Disney moving offices from Southern California to Florida and how the state of California is broken. They can lower wages for employees who want to stay with Disney. They can get a house that has five bedrooms and 3,000 square feet versus living in a, a condo in Southern California. I get it. I see the whole story there. But to me, it was all about the iconic image of it. And I, I, there's, when you, when I think of American Express, I like doing a little word association with you because that's how in my head radio can work. When I say the word American Express, what do you think? Don't leave home without it. I'm Carl Malden. Commercials, right? That I do. You may have like, oh, I once met a guy in Vegas who had a black card and he was all impressed with himself, but I wasn't. Uh, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. But investing in icons isn't the worst idea in the world. Because there were companies that were around when you were a little boy or a little girl. Disney. Visa. J.P. Morgan. Wasn't he one of the richest guys in America? Like, we don't necessarily know the companies. We don't know exactly the history, but we know the icon. 
Hmm. The easing of COVID restrictions means we can see friends and loved ones in person, which could spell the end of the virtual happy hour. I'll drink to that. Did you do any virtual happy hours? Uh, I don't think I did. I did get together with all my family. I've got family in Japan. I got together, and again, that's an odd story, so don't assume anything. But um, yeah, the end of virtual happy hours. Today is Friday. F-R-I-D-E-A-Y. Night. Um, and this seems to be the day that we do the virtual happy hours, and some people keep snarking, like, let's do it at 2 o'clock. Let's start early today. Free ice cream this weekend. Virtual happy hours ending. Ah, the good times are behind us. Are they not? You can find me online. New website, Rob Black Show. New website, Rob Black Show. A YouTube channel, Rob Black Show. Every Monday, I record a market commentary that's about 15, 20 minutes with a market strategist from EP Wealth. Check it out at my YouTube channel, Rob Black Show. If you like the show, if you get anything from the show, support and subscribe. I don't make any money from that. It just creates momentum and people believe it in me, which is a good thing because they help fund new projects. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Honest, straightforward, and right to the point. The Rob Black Show. Let's talk retirement issues. Disney announced that they're moving many park division jobs out of Southern California to a new regional campus in Florida. Okay, I don't know how much I can talk about this because Disney is kind of a hot topic to people, probably more so than marijuana and uh, birth control issues. I don't know what you're saying. Are you kidding? I've talked to some pretty passionate people about Disney in the past who grew up with it and love it. I'm like, you're a 35-year-old man. You're a 28-year-old woman. You really want to get engaged at Disneyland, and some people do. Because that's how important it is. It's very iconic about their childhood. The big recent news that Pokemon cards have been selling like hotcakes and are selling a thousand times faster year over year on eBay. Well, keep in mind that thousand times faster doesn't really tell us a lot because maybe they weren't selling at all a year ago. And they went from selling one card to a thousand. You're like, whoa, that's a thousand times faster. A lot of stories could be very misleading, but Disney is very much so um, has captivated people's minds. I remember when I lived overseas growing up as a child, not very many American movies came my way. But the ones that did, the Disney ones like Escape from Witch Mountain, I had to see it. It was Disney, and I knew that when that Tinkerbell thing flew out onto the screen and waved her wand over the magic castle, I was like, this is going to be good. So th- there's this thing, right? There, and there's nostalgia with Pokemon. There's always going to be nostalgia, I think, with Pixar and what Disney films. I think everyone has a favorite. Is that fair to say? I do remember very fondly watching a couple Pixar films with my children. Um, I hope that one day they'll be like, hey, kid, do you want to watch Dory the Fish? I don't know. I don't know. That's gonna be. I don't know if they're going to have the same nostalgia. But Disney plans to move most Southern California-based jobs not fully dedicated to Disneyland in its parks, experience, and products division to a new regional facility in Central Florida. There's a lot going on with that. I remember how I'm talking about nostalgia. When you think, when I say Disney, 
where do you think they're based? Where what comes to your head? Okay. What comes to your head when I say Disney? Disney. You like LA, right? Southern California. You may come up with Florida one, but eh, Disney World's not as good as Disneyland. So I hear, because I've never been. But okay, so moving out of Southern California, what's that tell you? Well, that's probably good news and bad news, right? Hmm. Leaving the nostalgic building, leaving the history, and moving the white collar jobs, not the jobs associated with the theme park, lower taxes for the company. Just like you've heard Elon Musk leave California, Disney's leaving, taking a lot of their employees out. It means for their employees, how much do you have to make to have a house in California? 200000 maybe? I remember seeing a study on San Jose that if you made 177000 as a family of four, you were considered poverty. In most parts of the country, you'd be considered the upper 1%. It's not quite true, but I'm trying to be dramatic with my analogy. So Disney moving jobs into Florida, that's bad news for the state of California, good news for the state of Cal- uh, uh, Florida. See, we can play this game all day long. If you're an employee in Southern California and you really love surfing, you really love the the beach lifestyle, right? where Disney is, it's kind of, how shall we say, concrete. <laughs> lots and lots of concrete. It's a little bit disappointing. Um, I have stayed in a Disney hotel just outside the park. And uh, I was kind of laughing one night at a business meeting. I was like, we should go to Disneyland right now. It's 8 o'clock. And everyone's like, why? I said, no, we don't have to buy tickets or anything. Let's just go to the parking lot. I watch all the kids come out crying. After a day in the sun, after a day in sugar, after a day of emotional highs of meeting Mickey and Goofy, that parking lot is just a tear fest. It's fantastic. For the record, I have this weird macabre thing in me. I like seeing fans cry. Like if you put on the Super Bowl, I, I love seeing a grown man cry when his team loses in the fans. Same thing with basketball. Basketball is even better because college kids don't know they're so emotionally involved and their team loses and that emotional roller coaster suddenly ends. And they're just so sad. They're just so sad in the basketball game. That goes into my level of understanding. The difference between what you get and the difference between what you want is what hurts the most. You want your team to win the finals, but they don't always win the finals. So seeing the Duke students cry, I kind of like it. Because it's the pain between almost overly expecting, overly thinking versus reality. Okay, so Disney's moving to Southern uh, Florida. Um, how about salary for Disney? If you have to pay someone $200,000 to feed their family in Southern California, you probably only have to pay them 50000 in Orlando. I think this is kind of a sad day for California. And again, in the world of media, Disney's huge. So I, I wouldn't say this is take this lightly. If Disney could leave the state of California, anyone can. The new facility in Florida will be located near Orlando International Airport, about 20 miles east of the West Disney World Resort. Governor of Florida is doing the Watusi today. Governor of California is going, dang, that doesn't make me look good. I'm the governor who lost Disney on my watch. It'll happen over the next 18 months. 
The decision comes after the company announced last winter that it was terminating approximately 32,000 employees, primarily at its parks, experience, and products division due to the current climate of COVID. Now, instead of bringing them back, they're just moving the whole company. Now, again, that's not, that doesn't tie with the movies and the TV shows and stuff like that. It's just park experience and products. That's pretty interesting. I've got a family member who works with uh, promotions for movies for Disney, and she would not want to leave Southern California. It would be devastating news for her. Also, because in the industry, she's bounced around from big media company to big media company to big media company. But every few years, another big media company just goes completely away. It's acquired like Amazon picking up MGM. That's one employer that's now – that's two employers that are now one employer. So I don't know. Does that mean anything to you, Disney moving out of uh, California into Florida? Does it tell you the current vibe in the world? Look for lower taxes. Can't blame Disney. If they can get the same job done at a cheaper cost structure. That's nothing to blame there. They don't know the state of California or anything. And what's your image when I say Disney? Is it is it romantic? Is it Southern California? Because for me it is, even though I've never been to a park. Maybe uh, if I ever go into a coma, they can wheel my body and change that up for me because I don't see myself going any other way. You can find me online at Rob Black's show, brand new website, this podcast, my television work, and some great downloadables are there right now, Rob Black's show. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. We all know there's a lot of ways to create wealth. Welcome in, by the way. The new website is live, Rob Black Show. Do me a favor, please. I don't ask a lot from listeners, but if you can take a look at it, maybe download a thing or two, find any breaks in it, tell me if anything's right, anything's wrong. I will be grateful. And if I ever see you and you, you say, hey, I dropped you an email on your website, I, I, I will fist bump you, elbow bump you, hug you, and well, maybe just make out with you in public. That's how much I need the feedback. You can find it at robblackshow.com. It's Rob Black Show. It should be a pretty good website. It took three months too long to build because it's a very democratized scenario, which drove me crazy. Um, everyone has an opinion. Oh, I don't like Rob's haircut in that picture. Oh, I don't like Rob's. And I'm like, oh, Can we just put a picture of someone else other than me. I'm not that guy. So Janet Yellen talked yesterday. And when you do a podcast, radio show, narrow cast, whatever you want to call it, what this is about money, a bullet shot into money. I call it a narrow cast into money. Sometimes you have to embellish the scenario. Janet Yellen. She was uh, Federal Reserve Secretary, um, head of the Federal Reserve. And she eventually becomes the Treasury Secretary for Joe Biden. She talked yesterday and listen to what she said because when I talk about wealth, it's a big, big broad swath of an idea to you. I know it is. And what I mean by that is you may go, my daddy made money in real estate. Or you may go, my family comes from a long line of jewelers. Or you could say, my dad bought or invented the Frisbee. Some guy invented the Frisbee. He lives in Saratoga right now, or Las Gatas Hills, rather. Um, the one with a hole in the middle. Whammo. 
very, very rich from inventing. So wealth means different images. To, like it's again, like earlier in the show, I talked about Disney and the iconic image of Disney in Southern California. And are you shocked at all that they're leaving the state? I, I feel like that's shocking news. Not like, oh, the house is on fire, but it, California is not. It's more broken than it is working right now from an economic business standpoint. It's very expensive to do business in the state. Now, we have two great universities in Northern California, Stanford and Berkeley. And I'm not taking anything away from Santa Clara, St. Mary's. There's a lot of good universities up here. I would be very proud to send my kid to St. Mary's. Um, and again, who cares what I'm proud about, right? But Jenny Yellen says she sees several more months of rapid inflation before easing. We've already seen that kind of play out with lumber prices where it got crazy, it got crazier, it got crazier. It's inflating higher, higher. So if you go to Home Depot right now and you're looking to buy a two by four, you're in shock. Even though the prices have already come down 50% from when Home Depot bought that lumber, they still have to sell it at a higher price so as not to lose money on it. Weird. So the inflation has popped. The inflation bubble in lumber has popped. A lot of people think oil is done going higher, especially after the news that we've seen out this week that China's having some slowing in their GDP. Now, China didn't put it that way. China said, hey, look how great our GDP is compared to the rest of the world. But we in the finance world looked at it and said, that's not very strong for China. You're usually a little more juiced up on that or jacked up on that. So Yellen was talking yesterday, and this is, I think, super important. She sees a couple more months of intense inflation before moderates. She expects prices ultimately will fall back to more normal levels and cited market-based inflation measures as proof. She expressed concern about the impact on lower-income home buyers at a time when home prices are soaring. That's the part of the conversation I want to get to. I like Jenny Yellen. The head of Federal Reserve's it, – it's – one of those jobs that have really crafted and, and laid out where Wall Street can go. And I have money in Wall Street and I have a career based around Wall Street. So the federal the head of the Federal Reserve has always meant something to me. She says a couple more months of rapid inflation. So what that means to me and to you, the listener, what it means to me is over the next several months, we're going to get readings. CBC is going to be newsflash. Inflation was 5.4% higher in June, fastest pace in nearly 13 years. And Wall Street won't like that because we have to keep up with inflation. If your money's in cash right now, you're losing purchasing value. I was listening to a podcast yesterday that the host said something along the lines of, I feel bad for old people right now because they're, they're forced to take risks. They're for, stocks have risk. Housing has risks. I know people that have gone bankrupt from housing. I know people that have lost $100,000 in the stock market and then hated it and never did it again. Cash doesn't. And as you get older, you're like, I don't want to go back to work anymore. My body's achy. I want money in the bank. And nostalgically, our senior citizens today grew up in a world where you got good returns in the bank. Now you don't. Now you get less than 1%. You get half of 1% in cash. And when you see inflation at 5.4%, if it was a football game, inflation versus cash, let's just put it this way. The, the inflation looks like the, the Raiders with all 800-pound players who are, can run the 440 in three seconds. 
while Cash looks like a 60-pound child in a football game. Inflation's thumping it. So, okay, so Yellen's important because she's Treasury Secretary, used to be head of the Federal Reserve. Did you hear that little part that I mentioned that she talked about younger people and homes? I did. So we get a lot of desired effects by low-cost money, but we also get some problematic effects. Jenny Yellen said, talked about low incomes. And that's a really weird thing to say out loud without sounding like a jerk, right? Those with the low incomes listening to the show, um, it's part of our society. Housing prices in the nation's largest cities climbed nearly 15% in the most recent measurements from S&P Case Logic, uh, Case Schiller report. So that's legendary. And again, that's the 800-pound Raiders playing against a bunch of kindergartners. And I probably shouldn't say the Raiders. <laughs> they managed to lose a lot of games, right? It's like the Space Jam team that has never lost a game playing against a little bunch of little kids. But that's an inflation pressures too. And again, in this segment, I've talked about old people having cash, wanting safety, and the cost of living, the CPI indexes that we're seeing, uh, consumer price index. Those are things that we spend on. We're seeing them climb left and right, 5.4%. Again, if you exclude food and energy, it's still up 4.5%. Food and energy can be kind of volatile. One year we're paying 450 for gas. One year we're paying 250 for gas. That's volatility, right? But housing prices climbing 15%, it doesn't bode well for young families and first-time home buyers because at the point in their career, they're usually accepting a job for the money, a job for the career, but their salaries aren't growing 15% a year. There could be a couple of years where you jump from like, my entry level position was $30,000 and I looked around the help wanted and I saw one for 40,000. So, eh, eh, Rob, I just made a 33% jump in salary. Yes, you just did that. But keep in mind, the average American's at 50,000 roughly. Sometimes I use a little bit of liberties. The actual number is like $54,600 in income. But 50,000 is easier to say on radio. I don't know if we need to know the exact number. This is not, there's going to be no test. I just want you to get better at investing and, and putting the pieces together. So, my concern about my children not having a 15% increase in salary this year, and yet home prices went up 15%, that's where the problem lies. Not today, but in the future. So when Janet Yellen expresses concern on lower-income home buyers, a home is a great long-term investment. You pay yourself rent. You're not paying, um, I don't know, what's a land, good landlord name? Um, George? You're not paying landlord George your hard-earned cash. And he's just sitting there making sure the building doesn't fall down. Okay. Uh, so Jenny Allen talks, several more months of rapid inflation, and she's worried about the housing impact. A lot of my friends in the industry are worried about what's happening in housing. I bought a home one month ago. I can sell that home today for more than $200,000 gain. That's ridiculous. I got a slightly better price than what could have been played out. And there's fewer homes for sale today than there is last month. Now, again, with all the taxes and the con uh, transactions, but... 
that's how I like I could get a whole two years of salary for a lot of Americans by waiting one month to sell a home. Whoa. U.S. retail sales unexpectedly rose in June. Retail sales, when you hear that on the news, it's really about are we spending our paychecks and are we getting paychecks? Retail sales up six-tenths of a percent. Sales surged 18% compared to June last year and now are well above their pre-pandemic levels. There we go again, above pre-pandemic. Yesterday, if you listen to the podcast or you didn't listen to the podcast, I'm starting to get tired of talking about pre-pandemic, pandemic, post-pandemic as a way of describing the current economy. It is what it is. I'm stuck with it. But I do hope in a couple of years from now I'm not talking about it. This is way better than a year ago when we were a normal economy versus last year when we were an abnormal economy and we're trying to get back to normal. A lot of goods for electronics and motor vehicles during the pandemic, shifting back to things for the home and uh, public transportation type of spending. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. New website. I'd love some feedback. Go to robblackshow.com or robblack.com. It's got everything that I do right there. A straightforward approach to managing your money. The Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking about creating wealth. You can do it through insurance. You can do it through investments. You can do it through a higher income. Sometimes I sit there and I envy police officers and firefighters and DMV workers. I know you're saying, DMV workers? Okay, I don't envy DMV workers, except for the pension plans on state jobs are still pretty good. It's one way to go. Would my life have been different if I had said I'm going to be a police officer? I would be retired now. I'd already put my 25 years in. I'd already hit my pension. From my side of the fence right now, I'm like, that looks pretty good. Then again, I'm not putting my life online today as much as they are, and that's where the pension makes a little bit more sense. They're public workers, so we pay them $80,000. We don't pay them $800,000, which is what I made last year. I didn't make that, but I'm saying as an entrepreneur, I could have made that. No state job is going to say, well, you're an entrepreneur. They're going to say, just show up to work. Just stamp the document. Just don't bring guns. Like government work is not filled with excitement. So this hour I'm doing a lot of optics where we grew up thinking about Disney and the power of Disney. And I said, you know, they're leaving the state. And there's economic lessons inside that. And the economic lessons inside that is the high cost of living here. If you're not willing to have that conversation, I think you're a little bit delusional. I married a California woman. Do you know how tough it is? To, uh, and again, I have to be really careful because times have changed. Because here's the phrase that wanted to come out of my head. Sometimes I want to violently shake her and go, we got to leave the state. We got to leave the state. We got to leave the state. Um, because she's like, I'm never leaving this state. And just that, the optics, when you see Disney do it, you should have that conversation. It shouldn't be taboo. This is not something that's that's crazy. This is something that everyone should talk about. Uh, I do a morning spot on Channel 4 Cron, and I've been bouncing around for years and years and years from different you know, news anchors who kind of run the interview. I do all the writing of the concepts, and then they just try to apply the concepts to me. Um, so today I would do the Disney's moving people out of state. And if they take it like, oh, I really loved that place, Robbie. When I was a young girl, and I'd go that direction. I'm like, well, the attendance is bouncing back. 
And if they went like, why are they moving? I'd say, well, taxes are very high here. Cost of living is high. You have to pay employees high. So a little bit about optics, I think, in understanding, like sometimes we have these iconic images that we don't want to see change. When you see Julia Roberts today, she doesn't look like she did in Pretty Women. Woman, she's aged. When you see Sean Connery, did he die last year or was that a dream? He did die, right? But when you saw him in the final pictures of him, it wasn't Sean Connery, James Bond. It was an old man who would have done anything he could to live for a couple more minutes. But his body just wasn't there anymore. It gave up. So that image of him, like, I don't want to see it, I don't want to see it, but it's really healthy to see it. And it's really healthy to have a, a conversation with your wife about potentially leaving the state. If you're not having that conversation, I don't. Or how about this conversation? What are we going to do in retirement? How about this conversation? How, how much money do we leave our kids? The thing that I love about my job and I hate about my job is I see that the world is messed up and people don't talk to each other. I've heard stories of family members who hide money from other family members. I've heard stories about husbands finding out through a credit report that the wife has got four credit cards that are all maxed out and he didn't know about it. I think a healthy relationship, you have to be able to relate. That's the, the first part of that word relationship. And you have to be able to do it on money levels. You have to be able to do it on what you want, kids or no kids. And uh, I think if we all talked a little bit more before rushing into things, we'd all be a little bit better off. Comedian Gabriel Iglesias tests positive for COVID despite the vaccination. We are hearing more and more of this. Um, now, here's the issue on Gabriel Iglesias. Now, keep in mind, we're hearing more and more, but we're still talking about like 100. We're not talking in a country of 300 million people. We're not talking like 30 million people who have been vaccinated suddenly have it. Some more famous people. Now, again, there's probably a lot of non-famous people, right? Um, getting it for a second time. And it's interesting because the doctors are like, you're very lucky you got that vaccination because it's helping you. And it's it's for some in math, they're like, how could you get it a second time? You're not supposed to be able to get it a second time. And then some in science are like, well, he'd probably be on a ventilator if he didn't get the vaccination. So he's the comedian known as Fluffy. And um, he's just a little bit on the big side, right? So he's one that Southern California is the reason they're saying you got to put masks back on when you go inside. I'm a little worried on that. Not from the death count, but trust me, I'm very aware that death is tied hand in hand with disease, right? But I'm worried about it on an economic level. We are not psychologically ready as a nation to go into a lockdown again. And yet we're seeing large parts of Asia go back into a lockdown. Um, and L.A. taking the first step of saying you have to wear masks inside again. Does that mean we can eat in restaurants again? That's what it's going to be the problem. We won't know the rules anymore. We just got comfortable taking our mask off and we've been vaccinated. And then Fluffy, dang it, Fluffy, got it again. Rich Eisen from ESPN announced yesterday he got COVID the second time. And he goes, it's not that bad. First time was a lot to, uh, after being double vaxxed. 
But again, it's the doctor saying you're lucky you're double vaxxed because this is the more meaner, tougher pit bull virus than the first version. So a little concern. I don't know about you. A little concern. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. I have a new website. There's six downloadable PDFs there. They'll teach you about investing. I would love feedback. There's a social security retirement guide. There's 15 things to consider before retaining a financial advisor. There is a retirement planning guide. Um, a lot of all the podcasts are there. All the TV show segments um, and ways to communicate with me and my business model. You can find me at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com or robblack.com. A straightforward approach to managing your money. The Rob Black Show.